Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. guest today is Australian filmmaker Imogen Thomas. She's here with us today to talk about her new film, Emu Runner, which is going to be premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival. You're, you're, you're going to want to listen into the interview. Uh, the conversation uh, we, we went deep. We, we touched on a lot of different subjects. We, we talked about uh, developing relationships and trust and, 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 and looking for, for common threads and how so often reality doesn't really align uh, with, our, with our experience. And we, we, we touched on this thing called social realism in film and nonverbal language, legacies of the past, Indigenous Australian rights, and how they're sort of connected to a, a, a more global understanding of what it means to understand others and, and, and come alongside others in a new, meaning, relevant, uh, and, and relevant way. Uh, we, you're going to find out how, how, how important it is to be careful not to alienate people when you're telling a story. Imogen is, is passionate. She's committed to, to the story, to the, the film, to, to changing the way we, we think about things. For her, I think film is, is, is about a conversation. It's about asking new questions and about being respectful in, in so many different ways. You're going to love the film. It's, it's beautiful. It's charming. It's, it's real. It, it will draw you in. Emu Runner world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival. And don't forget, uh, on face-to-facelive.ca, so many more interviews. Uh, we're diving in deep with the festival this year. There's going to be a lot coming up. And also, davidpecklive.com for more information about uh, some of the work that I'm doing, the writing and, and the speaking. And of course, if you uh, want to come alongside face-to-face, you can do that through patreon.com and support us there. And please, if, if, if you can do nothing else, I would so appreciate a review on iTunes and obviously would appreciate a positive review if you like the podcast if you're enjoying what's going on here please please leave us a few stars and a comment or two uh, don't touch that dial Imogen Thomas coming right up talking about her new film premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival Emu Runner 
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest today uh, here with us uh, all the way from Australia is Imogen Thomas, uh, filmmaker, writer, uh, creator, to talk about her new film, Emu Runner. Uh, Imogen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. So this is the world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival for, I think, as you said, just before we had the tape rolling, this this little, maybe important story that needs to be told. Um, can, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about that, this, this little story? This is a little story that you've been working on for about 15 years, I understand. Well, I've had a, a relationship with the community for 15 years, um, and... Uh, I suppose all projects take um, a certain amount of time to develop, and right. it's also about developing uh, relationships. And uh, mm. so that it's 50, 15 years in the making, in the sense of you know these are long, um, long-term relationships I have, and uh, I think that has uh, allowed me to build uh, trust and um, given me uh, also the opportunity to uh, sit and observe and have those conversations um, over time and start to see sort of common threads mm. uh, that, are, that, are, that are quite important in this community that need to be sort of um, spoken about. So did this... Um, so and this community is, uh, 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 if you could imagine, it's uh, from the main city of Sydney, um, is about 815 kilometres uh, from Sydney, so about 600 miles. So it's, it's right. quite a distance. It's a very remote uh, little community in north and New South Wales. And, and I'm going to try to pronounce it, uh, Brie Warina? Correct, Brie Oh, come on. Did I get it? Was I close? Yes, you, yeah, you're very close. <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> that's, that's good news. So, so did, it, did, did you visit the community? Did you, were you, you know, did you car break down and then you said, wow, this is, this is marvelous. I, I, you know, I started, you started to see these extraordinary things and, and I need to tell this story? Or was it... How did, how did the how did what was the catalyst that 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 uh, you know this film grew out of? Uh, actually, uh, I was approached by a non-for-profit organisation hmm. uh, in uh, uh, in Sydney, okay. and they proposed the, they proposed an idea of uh, an arts project in this community. And I'd never been to this community, and it intrigued me. And my partner also, uh, Victor Evert, is an early childhood uh, teacher and psychologist. And okay. he was also doing work in the, in the region uh, with uh, fellow uh, colleagues uh, in that area. So at the time I had a, a, a toddler and we just sort of bundled ourselves into a car and set off uh, to uh, undertake this project. But I think the reality of it is when you get on the ground, often those um, ideas and, uh, that you have, you know, um, aren't necessarily aligned to the realities of people's lives mm. um, that you meet. Mm. So, you know, where I, my um, contact point was a women's shelter called Argania. And very uh, quickly um, I discovered that actually maybe my... Um, the things that I could offer this uh, community at that point wasn't really uh, being a filmmaker. I, I had to roll up my sleeves and, right. and make cups of tea and and be useful and pragmatic right. in in that sort of in that sort of way uh, for the next three weeks. Um, so yeah, that's that that that's how it sort of evolved. And I guess uh, I, I guess because of your colonial roots, making a cup of tea is pretty high on that list, right? <laughs> Yes, a, a cup of tea, whatever you can do. Um, <laughs> hang out right. a load of washing um, mm. 
you know, as a mother, you just become um, very pragmatic on those sort of uh, fundamental needs, like children need um, something to eat, or you, you just respond to mm. those very present needs. Um, well, you're very... Uh, what I discovered... Yeah. It's about it's about being like you just said the present needs. I mean, it just took me to not only the film, and we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, in a couple of minutes here. But just that that um, hmm, that 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 meditative uh, simplicity of 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 being in the moment. And I mean, I think that's definitely for me. It was anyway a thread throughout this film, and uh, about it's a, it's about being present. It's about noticing the little things. Yes, and uh, that is for me is just taking in. The whole sense of time and this space that this uh, uh, community and this environment offers, mm. and when you do, it's it's a very subtle and very nuanced. But you can see, you know, such such beauty and um, just uh, I suppose a very, you know, in the sense with people, also this sort of non-verbal language that's emerging. Um, you can see this sort of intergenerational sort of trauma written on the next generation. You know, in the next generation. Thing, legacies of the past are there and present in 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 the people that are living there now too. So um, yes, but it, you ha- it was very much about being um, still and doing a lot of listening, um, right? To understand it better. And is this to you as a as a filmmaker? Is I mean, is that is that a part of? I think I saw that in another interview that you did recently about the film as well, and I think about coming to TIFF and the Toronto Film Festival that. That that being, hmm, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was about being a better storyteller. I think. I mean, maybe maybe synonymously, we could say being a better filmmaker is about it's about listening. I mean, that's about being a better parent, I suppose, too, and a better friend, and all those things. But is is that a fundamental part of of of, of being a great filmmaker? Uh, I think you know. I had a, a, in my second year at um, film school, uh, we had a, you know an exercise which was. Um, to make a documentary, and I was very much a fish out of water. I was, you know, Australia, and suddenly found myself in New York, and it was quite a daunting uh, proposition. But I, from that exercise, I took away, um, you know, one of the key things, which was, you know, it, it was an observational documentary, and right. how you, I just sitting back and actually allowing yourself to. Um, just observe, and, and I don't mean that in a sort of a spectator, because you, you, you alter that environment as soon as you step into it as well. Sure, yep. Um, but it's just, um, I think it's very easy to kind of impose yourself. Of course. <laughs> um, and you also, can, you also come with a lot of baggage yourself, which you don't even realise um, in, in how you uh, uh, interpret someone's behaviour and how you understand their set of situ- you know their situation and their set of circumstances. Um, so sometimes you have to put all that aside because you don't realise that that kind of curtails uh, your real understanding. Right. And you have to be very open. <laughs> you know, and I think that for me, I think that brings some uh, universal truths. Once you start to do that, you can start sort of seeing some other other things at play uh, that you might not have on your first. Um, uh, first engagement, you might not have uh, been able to it, fully see. And isn't and isn't that one of the things you're really trying to address in this film through the telling of the story about about frankly about 
uh, about people and about racism and, and about indigenous rights all over the world and about uh, the gap and, and about uh, how, we, how we look at poverty and what, what does it mean. And, 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 and I think you're, it sounds to me like you're sort of talking about some of those things, about how we step. And, I, and I, I'm, my background, I don't think I mentioned to you, uh, but my background's philosophy, so I'm always interested in you know, asking that next question or a better question or let's get a little more clarity so we can go a little deeper but but isn't that what it's about those lenses you know those filters that sometimes we just we don't even know no we don't even notice them and 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 i wonder how do you how do you keep that front and center not only as a human being but as a filmmaker as a storyteller as well uh it's very challenging um I mean, I had to question myself, um, you know, as a, you know, I'm not Indigenous. Um, is it really my story to tell? Right. But I felt a, a great um, struggle in myself as well if I decided um, not to take um, that, uh, to be purposeful. And right. to take my um, experience and my skills to try and engage with mm. telling a story. Uh, so it felt equally as problemat pro problematic to just walk away and go, actually, that's not my story to tell. Well, exactly. Because exactly I felt like right. this community was very under, it is very underrepresented. And uh, the level of sort of, um, like you said, um, the social challenges and the level of poverty and, uh, and all, and it, it's, it, it's, it's quite, um, Arresting, you know. Um, and where and where does that and where does that as an observer too and as a storyteller, you know, you, I mean, it's amazing that you were asking yourself those questions, and I'm sure the community kept you on your toes in that sense to keep you very rooted contextually and 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 so on. But but where does poetic appreciation come into play? And 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 isn't it the observers? Um, I think. I don't know about job, but isn't there a responsibility to ask deeper questions to say why are things the way they are, and 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 how is this even possible in a country like this? You know, and I think we're 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 struggling through some of those questions here in Canada for sure. At least some of us are, and 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 I think that's why your film is so and the story is so um, leveling, and 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 I think there's so many people that are going to be able to draw something from it. It, it seems to me. Well, at the end of the day, I think, you know, this is a story about loss and grief. Mm. And we all lose people. Mm -hmm. And we all know that incredible pain. Yeah. We all know how, it, how you can feel completely rudderless. You can be, you know, a boat on an ocean and you just don't know what direction to go. And everyone experiences grief very differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that, that's fundamental to it, that we can connect on that that level because that's just part of our human condition and then if we can connect on that part then we can start to you know look at the other layers of this particular uh little girl's story yes. um you know who's losing her mother a very you know a mother who is very young which is also something that happens to um many indigenous people is that life expectancy right. is cut, you know their life expectancy is cut short and you know, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a great blight on us that we haven't been able to address this and 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 bridge that gap um, with the Indigenous community in Australia. And it's something we need to constantly work at and not be complacent about. Um, 
I love okay. I love the I love the performances you get out of these these folks. Uh, were any of them professional actors? Were they all just uh, f folks that you you sort of brought in from from outside of the community? I know some of them were were, but there, there was a lot of people that were just community folk that became a part of this film. Were they not? Uh, very much. That was um, it. Was always gonna, you know this film was made for the the Warren community and with the Warren community. Uh, that said, I did um, find it difficult for uh, um, some of the roles. Uh, mm -hmm. The father is played by a professional actor, Wayne Blair, a very experienced actor and also um, a celebrated director in his own right, an Indigenous um, uh, director and actor. And then um, also I brought in the actress that plays the social worker and the police officer because right. I felt that was very important that those external forces on their lives needed to be people that were not from within the community because um, I felt that would make it uh, easier to also remind everyone that this is a fictional film. Right. It's not a documentary. Everyone's playing a role and a part in a story that we have crafted over many years. Sure, sure. And that in itself is quite important, that it is, everyone needs to remember it's fictional. There's a there's a realism to the film, and oh, and by the way, Imogen, congratulations on the film and on coming to Toronto. And it's it's got, you got, are, are you getting excited? I am getting excited. It is. It has been um, very overwhelming. Uh, I bet you, you sort of are. You know, a year a year, to the, a year ago, I was you know uh, in the trenches of shooting the film. Uh, so, and I only really completed the film uh, just uh, in August. So it's wow. it's been an enormously big project um, for me, and has you know uh, consumed me on you know every front. Uh, but I suppose that's my commitment I made to the community right. last year that right. I said I'm going to deliver the best possible film I can possibly de deliver to you, and that's you know I feel like I've met that objective. Mm. So that in itself is kind of gratifying. Well, it's a huge, that it's, it's been a huge accomplishment. By chief is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so, so very rooted in the community, spent a lot of time with them, listening, uh, many years of, I guess, just kind of research anecdotal and, and de developing deep friendships, no doubt, and, and bringing some of these folks into the film, which I think is so wonderful. But I love that, that stark sense of, um, um, realism. And one of the, th one of the things I, I, I wrote many notes down actually about while I was watching the film, but this idea of the, the, the ordinary and the extraordinary and how frankly they're so deeply entwined and, and the simplest things, you know, uh, the way we look at them, you know, if we stand back and we actually listen and we dig, we dig deep for that poet in all of us, you know, <laughs> the scene where, she, you know, she's running and she gets the feather and, 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 and the, 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 the animals and the land and the river. I mean, it, there's just so much, there's just this beauty and wonder around us that we, we, we so often miss, right? Because it is so ordinary and yet deeply profound in its own way. And I, and I think that, that the, 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 the simplicity of your film and the way you've told the story uh, I think that really comes out. I, I, was that was that deeply intentional for you, or is that something that kind of played out as the story, as the as the film took shape? I suppose um, you know if you go, you know, the, the idea of social realism. I mean, I think if you you could choose, you can what you you got to decide where you're going to point your camera and what you're right, going to point your right, camera at. Right. Yes. And you know, it's very uh, you know it would have been very easy to kind of. Um, create a film that was quite, 
you know, pointed at all the ugliness as well. You know, there, there is ugliness in every world mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I think when I was talking to, uh, when I started this process with Frame Barker, who runs the Indigenous preschool in um, Brewarana, uh, one thing that we both agreed is it was really important to challenge those stereotypes that people have about these communities, mm-hmm. that they are poor, that they are all run down, you know, right, that they're, they're, right. you know, they're, they're all these, all these, these sort of visual uh, stereotypes of these communities. And I really wanted to challenge that and to focus my uh, lens on the extraordinary beauty mm. and uh, the textures and, and, and really get the dust on, you know, the audience skin. Right, right. To see things that, you know, even in this landscape, which, you know, at, at, we've, we've got a terrible drought at the moment. And, and when I was shooting the film, it was also um, incredibly dry. There just hasn't been any rain. And it, sometimes it does look quite hostile. And, mm. um, mm-hmm. But life, the thing that I always find extraordinary is this, there is this life, be it, you know, a centipede or right. um, a beautiful shingleback lizard. And, you know, and it would be, you know, one of the children would be just out shooting. You know, we would be doing some pickups and, you know, this gorgeous little boy, um, Todd boy, would come and say, oh, you know, holding this lizard up by the tail, said, look what I've found. And I'd say, oh, that's just so gorgeous. Let's film it. You know, so <laughs> I sort of, I, I would, you know, I had this sort of little um, team of, you know, children as well as adults, all just, you know, oh, I saw a mob of emus on, you know, the such and such, the Gadooga Road. You should go and film them, you know. So it, it was always highlighting the incredible, uh, yeah, flora and nature that, is all surrounding me, and I, I really wanted to celebrate that, um, and to yeah, put it up on a big, or you know, put it up on the screen because um, for me it really arrests me. It, it stops me in my tracks and just makes me breathe deeper and mm, nice. contemplate things. And I think we we live in such a time where we're you know uh, everything's just so fast. Uh, there's something beautiful about just slowing everything down a bit, and it's very much. Uh, like that when I go out there is it, it runs to a different um, drumbeat. Yeah, well, the, I really appreciate that. Well, and it comes through in the film, and I and I think that's a testament to to the storytelling and to the community. I mean, I, I mean, so many wonderful moments, but I think one of my favorites is is when when Jem can I call her Jem when she yes. when she when she stoops down. I think she's running, and and and, and you you the way you shoot this. This, I guess, it's a flat tire. I guess you could say, or it's the, it's the, it's it's the what's left of a flat tire on the road, and she steps down and and and, and drinks water out of it. I mean, it's just such a gorgeous, beautiful, simple moment. But I love how you say it, 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 these types of moments stop stops your breath. Is that what you said? And, and makes you contemplate. Yeah. It's, it's uh, we 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 need that. We need that. We need that in our storytelling. We need that in our relationships. We need that in in our lives. It seems to me, um, metaphor uh, symbol. Uh, very strong in the film. I mean, you know, and, and obviously birds <laughs> play play a yeah. very very big role. And Gemma, Gemma at one point says, um, talking about her mother, she says something about how how birds told her things. 
are you yeah. you know are, is this is this something about the the community indigenous community that uh, that you were trying to to sort of tease out for us as a viewer or were you actually pointing to something else something um, you know ancestral or supernatural even metaphysical is is that I, any... I think it's very much part of the law mm. of uh, the Nambar people and this is um, uh, something that I feel is that they're in there's just a sort of uh, synergy and connect. It's a, the connection is so deep, right. country. And uh, again, for me, it is something just uh, can can only be, um, and you know, I mean, total admiration and uh, respect for this culture that's mm. just so old. And Weber Warren. Um, is positioned in uh, New South Wales. I mean, it has this river that cuts through it, the Balwyn River, and it has these very old, they're over 40,000-year-old fish traps. Wow. And so it has this, you know, it's a World Heritage listed um, site. Um, and it just, it's just a very spiritual place, mm. and you can't ignore it. You, you, it's right. very hard to articulate, but it's this, it, it, it seduces you. You you feel it, uh, even though um, you know colonisation has um, wreaked destruction as well on this culture. These people are incredibly resilient, and they are so connected with their culture. And that's also something that um, is representational in those sort of links. So her totem animal, her mother on her mother's side, is the emu in this particular story. I love how you, you said that, that there's such resilience and, and admiration and how you can't ignore it. And that's the, something I couldn't ignore about Jem's character is a, um, there's a, a moment where her and her sister, I think, are going to school maybe or going out and one of them's going one way and she's going another. And, and she says, I'm going mom's way. And her sister says, suit yourself. And, and I just thought, Wow, that that is it. This is this this is her. This is her life. She's stepping forward. She's this is profoundly existential. This film and in its and its uh, um hmm, in its desire to you know we we live our lives moving forward, right? We we step into it, and and she's doing that. At this, how old is she? Nine, nine or ten? Uh, and she 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 she's actually the little girl uh, Ray Kai White um, has just turned 12. 12. The character was, yeah, the, but she, in the film she is meant to be, uh, nine year nine Like year on, on, on one hand you say, how is she ever going to make it? And yet she's making it in every way she can, you know, and, and how we end with, with the, the social worker Heidi and how she's, she's basically saved her life, right? She comes back and, 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 uh, anyway, just that, that sense of determination and, and commitment and passion in this young woman. Yes, and I, I think uh, that was the other thing that was very important when I was working with Frame Barker about the story we wanted to tell was a story that was, um, while it touches on, you know, quite harrowing and um, sad, uh, a sad topic of losing, you know, uh, a significant um, person in, in this little girl's life, it was also about showing uh, her as, someone who can reconnect and mm. um, and be successful, you know, that she can take that experience and she can find her way through that labyrinth of grief and loss and and be a successful and um, person um, 
in her own right. So uh, that, that, that was very important for Frame that we, we had a story that was uplifting. Um, and, and that was also how we uh, wanted to look at the role um, men played in that. Um, right. So that, that shaping the role of the father was very important that he was uh, a very positive and functioning person in, in the narrative. Um, not, not that he was out without his, um, you know, he's, you know, hot-tempered and... Um, right. He, he's uh, human. He's not perfect. Yeah, he's human, exactly. That's very much the case. Human, human but, but, but affectionate and, and cares... Um, there's uh, there's a couple of, of kind of fun scenes that that I couldn't help but smiling as a dad of of a couple of young kids where where you kind of feel like I guess the phrase here would be you're all thumbs you know you 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 kind of not quite sure you're doing something the right way and and you feel a little insecure about that but you got to step into it anyway because it's really about your family and 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 that really comes through in this film. Um, and I think that's that's quite marvelous. I love I love Imogen how this film is is you know you called it a simple story, but I on, on a certain level I mean I think it's quite extraordinary the, the 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 threads and the themes and the things that that the questions that you raise you know it's I mean it's it's about home and it's about grief and 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 family and, and about death and community and racism and stereotypes. There's, I mean the list goes on. And is that when you when you started out was that the hope? that you would make a film that would sort of challenge the status quo that, that, that might get this conversation going in a new way or, or, or should um, I say conversations going in a new way? Uh, conversations. I mean, I, 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 I think you have to be very careful uh, that you don't alienate people um, mm. when you're telling a story. And I didn't, you know, in the case of, you know, the social worker and even all those sort of institutions, that kind of sort of in many ways um, don't haven't taken the time to really or the care to you know step in the shoes of this this right. family and this little girl's life um, and and really probe and try and understand it from that perspective sure. and they make some sort of hasty decisions I didn't want to create this sort of uh, Bi- you know, this binary of you right, know, good versus right. bad sort of thing. And, and because the thing is, the social worker, she's, she's just young and idealistic. And she also has to go through a sort of transformation in this film right, um, as right. well. And that was very important that, um, you know, the film, it touches on these things in a, in a quite, you know, I, I've tried to, quite sensitive with all those uh, themes I've explored because I don't want to create division really. Uh, I just want people to uh, try and be respectful and and just take a little bit more time Mm. uh, for others uh, and maybe bring bring people um, to the table. Right. um, to have that discussion because I think it's it's it, it, it's not about uh, us and them. It's about walking together mm, um, mm. to make things better. And I feel that's been very much a part of my ethos with this project. So for every stage is feeling like a, commu- a community person um, or feels empowered 
break. by this break. process. Yeah. Yeah. But they feel like they they can um, can make decisions about it just as much as I'm making decisions. Um, so even when, you know, a week out from shooting the film and, you know, I handed um, all the people in the community a script and a highlighter and they all had a pen and we did our first reading of the script all together at this table and it was the most beautiful afternoon because everyone was sitting there so focused right. um, for... From sort of just after school, Ray Kai got home, and you know she got her script and her highlighter and her pen, uh, her um, uh, pencil to make any adjustments, just in case, she, you know, she, as she would say, I don't say it like that. I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> so uh, you know, right. it was very important that yeah, while we had the framework of a script and everything, everyone also had the opportunity to change yes, the yes. and the wording to suit how they needed to say it. And, and they could also just, um, yeah, own it. Own it, <laughs> own it. I, yes. Own it in their own way. I feel way. that the ownership is, it, you know, it's a, yeah, it's very sort of a collective feeling. I feel I'm working for this film in a way. Uh, and I work for the community. And that also happened during the editing process. I was very fortunate that um, Wayne Blair stepped up and said, you know, um, I'd love to come to the edit suite. And mm. he did. And he gave me an enormous amount of uh, feedback wow, and guidance so through that process. You know, and that's probably why the edit took me nineteen you know, nineteen weeks. It it was a very you have to be very uh, thorough. Right. To make sure that you've turned over the stone sure, many yeah. times and in your material that you've really elicited the best performance, and what are you trying to say, you know, with each of those scenes, um, and how it sort of, you know, how does it impact, you know, the bigger picture? I um, and that was very much the case in the last scene between him and the social worker and right. uh, the police officer, trying to get the the intention there, but also not to be didactic. Right, um, right. But, well, I, I, you know, I was, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's exactly where I went and. That 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 I don't know if you call it the penultimate scene in the film. I don't even think this. I don't think there are th those in your film. I think your film is very much about how life kind of just unfolds around us and how we react and how we how we engage. And 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 so often filmmaking isn't like that. It it, it comes across as very contrived and scripted and so on. And and this is about life happening, <laughs> if that makes, and I think that's the, that my comment, I think that connects to my comment about the ordinary and the extraordinary. But anyway, the line was something to the effect of, he looked at Heidi, the social worker, and he said, I know it wasn't just you. And I couldn't, I mean, it's one of my favorite lines in the film because it just reminded me of, of the, the presupposition and the assumptions we make and the stereotypes and the things we don't notice. And that we're, we're kind of all complicit in this in some way, aren't we? And, and I think so. Yeah. We make enormous judgments, enormous judgments very quickly. And that's sort of part of, you know, the, 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 the um, modern condition we have at mm. the moment. We're mm. having to assess things on such uh, rapid rates that it's not actually looking at the, the multifaceted uh, nature of, you know, people and situations. Um, we don't have the time. We uh, don't have we the have time. Wow, yeah, we, yeah. we don't make we don't make the we time. don't make the time. Yeah, that's great. It's so true. I think. Yeah, we we're 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 pretty. We live pretty cluttered lives. It seems to me. 
Um, one of my, I have to say just before, sadly, we're going to have to wrap up the conversation here, but I have to say one of my other favorite lines, other than the fact that, that, that Gemma was, um, uh, George M was, was communicating with the emus with it. Was it, a, was that a tobacco tin she was using? It was. Yeah. Old, it's an old tobacco tin my grandmother gave me. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so, so everything in the film is, you know, I totally, um, turned my house upside down. So if, you know, I need a costume, you know, you sort of rifle through your own wardrobe. Yes, oh, right. Heidi can wear this shirt, you know, um, right, one right. wears where's my partner's boots, um, and yes, it was an old tobacco. Wonderful. Well, I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. But but I loved I loved Jim's line to Heidi when they're talking about, you know, how you know this idealistic social work of this woman who wants to and I think she said something about make I want to make I wanted to make a difference. And I thought that the wisdom of this young girl, this nine year old or ten year old she said you know, she says, Couldn't couldn't you have made a difference at home? I just thought it just was talk about insight and wisdom, uh, you know, coming out of this uh, this young girl's mouth. It was just just marvelous. I think that is the marvelous thing about children is that they um, they just say you know a spade is a spade. <laughs> That's they right. just say things <laughs> very to the point, and they don't have any of these. Um, uh, they just don't mince their words, which I think is something that is incredibly endearing and charming about children, and can be quite uh, confronting. Oh, and there's there's something about the presence of that, right? About the about living in the moment and just not not even knowing that they don't have time. They're just going to say it no matter what because this this is this is it. I'm I'm I can't be anything other than authentic, right? And that's something that's just so beautiful about kids. You're right. And I must uh, say something. You know, I was going back to do some pickups in January in Bawarna, uh and uh, Ray Kai, uh, who plays Jim. Uh, uh, there was a scene where I needed to get a reverse shot of her sitting in the car mm. with uh, her father driving back from the big trip. And I said to her, oh, I, I, I really need to get this pickup shot of you. And uh, I was explaining to her. And it was incredibly hot. Uh, summer in Bawarana is uh, crippling. It, uh, the I day bet. that we arrived, it, it's like 48 degrees. Wow. Um, and we, we were just um, all sort of melting. And I was getting this shot at, at uh, just a dust. And right. she said to me, I said, so I need you to pretend you sort of, you know, you've been on that big run and you know, you're, you're really exhausted and it's just now you can just relax on that car trip home with your father. And she went, uh, and you just fall asleep. And she said, I can't fall asleep if I'm not asleep. <laughs> and I said, oh. And she said, I can't pretend. I just can't pretend. And I said, all right, well, maybe you can just relax and just let the landscape that you're driving past wash over you and just <laughs> take that in, in that moment. Right. Anyway, she said, well, you, Imogen, you've got, you've got one take. And I went, okay. And um, she was quite a force to, to reckon with, Ray Kai. With, with And I said to her, <laughs> I said, okay, well, you know, hop in the seat. And we got the car all rigged up with the camera. And... Um, we're driving along, and her cousin, Letitia, who plays her sister, was in the back seat as well, you know, sort of assisting, and that was often the case. And I was there with my monitor, and um, we're driving along, and just the, the vibrations of the car going up and back down this sort of little dirt road behind town, the motion um, rocked her to sleep. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> Because uh, she spent the whole day in, in yeah. the swimming pool, um, the Bologna local pool. So 
there was this kind of we were all sort of having a quiet little snigger while we were watching. We were filming this because Rekai just slowly drifted off to sleep. And um, the only problem was, you know, her knee um, would sort of come up and she had shorts on because it was too hot to wear the leggings. And I'd have to get Letitia to push her knee out of the frame so that it wouldn't be in the frame. <laughs> right. So, yes. But it's just extraordinary, this little girl. You know, she, you know, after the first week she said to me, Imogen, you know, thank you for casting me, but this is really, really hard. It's really, really hard <laughs> making this film. And I said, it is. It's really hard for me as well. But she said, no, it's, you know, it's really hard. And I, I took that away um, and, and really understood that I had to be enormously... Um, uh, I had to give her a lot of space for mm -hmm. this film because mm -hmm. she was... She had a big a big job ahead of her, not only just the physicality of making a film and being in predominantly all the, you know, she's in most of the scenes, which is a demand on any actor. Sure, yeah. But um, also just being, being uh, the, the, bigger, the bigger role of this, you know, to, to make her community proud of her. You know, mm. she, she had to carry that as well. And it's not a, it's not a little undertaking at all on that front either. And they are very proud of her. Well, I was going to say, they, they, they should be proud of her, and I think everyone who sees the film will be too, and, and I, hope, I hope you're proud of the film. I think you made a beautiful film. It's a, it's a, it's a complex, nuanced, subtle story that has so many things uh, for, for, for us to continue talking about, and maybe we'll, we'll get another chance to have part two of this conversation. But thank you so much for your time uh, today. I can't believe we've, we've run out of time, but I've been speaking with Imogen Thomas about her uh, new film, Emu Runner, uh, world premiere uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival this year. Thank you so much for your time today, Imogen. I, I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you, David. I, uh, it's been a lovely, uh, lovely conversation. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.